guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. On this podcast, I talk about messaging communication strategy and content creation. So whether you do communications for your business or as your business, I know you'll find something today that contributes to your success. And may I just add, thank you so much for joining me. It's a down and dirty one today with some practical information, a little bit lighter on the theory. Today is full of content creation ideas so that when you think you have nothing of interest to blog about, to talk about, to post about, you can come back to this episode and fill in the gaps in your content calendar. What makes a great content topic is something that can be, well, it can be difficult to describe because it's so personal to you and your audience. I love thought-provoking stuff. I enjoy reading something and being asked a question after it. I may not respond, but I'll continue to think about it for a while. I'll come back to it. You might agree, or you might prefer something light and snappy like a TikTok recipe or a short Instagram reel on how to create in Canva. Obviously, we both enjoy podcasts, but what we actually listen to is down to individual tastes. And that being said, generally, a great content topic creates some sort of a reaction in the recipient. So, do you remember the CNC Music Factory song? the things that make you go, hmm, okay, I'm not going to sing, don't worry, but the things that make your audience go, hmm, or, oh, really, isn't that interesting, or I never knew that, or I never thought of it that way. A great piece of content can make someone laugh, make them think, make them feel sad, and honestly, we don't always think about making people feel sad, but sometimes it's appropriate and okay. There is a fine line between agitating a problem to make a point and playing to someone's fears or insecurities and triggering them. 
I like to think that none of my listeners would ever intentionally play to someone's sadness to their own benefit, but it never hurts to be aware of the possibility. So if you're fundraising for a local family in crisis, sadness is appropriate. It's a sad situation. When that sadness turns into guilt, that's not usually healthy in the types of situations we're talking about here. Great content demonstrates a side of you that may not always be seen. It demonstrates your values, gives a peek behind the shop window or the, the curtain. Right now, I'd like to say no. No thank you, no to pillars. Not the way so many people talk about them. You know, post your pet on Tuesday, your business on Wednesday, the weather on Thursday, and let's not forget fun Friday. No. You can listen to episode 94, Why Content Pillars Don't Work, for the full explanation, and I will link to that in the show notes. But the short version is that you need to have a strategy, you need to know your messaging, and you need to be able to link it all together. Just posting about your five key topics or your pillars, that is not going to help you reach your goals. This episode is instead about those things that really do matter, but because you are living your life and what you do every day is just what you do, you don't give these things any thought. You don't pop them into the notes app on your phone or pop them into an Asana to-do list or write them in your agenda for later. You'll feel a range of emotions through the day, triggered by little events or thoughts, and then, just as quickly as they happen, they disappear and you forget all about them. But many of those emotions and occurrences are grist for the content mill. You can use them to create content, be it a podcast, a talk, a blog post, a LinkedIn article, whatever. How you use them depends on you, where you're comfortable being and how you like to express yourself, but also who your audience is and how they like to interact with you. Not only do we often unconsciously dismiss the small things that happen to us during the day, but we also consciously dismiss them. On client calls and one-to-ones, we'll be talking and either Like I'm asking questions or in part of the conversation, the other person will say something and I'll be like, whoa, let's talk about that a bit more. And the other person will pause and, and I'll see the look on their face as they like tilt their head and wonder what, what did I just say that was of interest? And well, that's why you hire a professional to help you because someone else can see the interesting pieces of your life more clearly, but it's also why you listen to this podcast because I'm here to help you do it for yourself. I know, I'm totally selling you on this episode. Here's a list of boring things. Um, yeah, I promise this is worthwhile and not boring. I've broken the ideas into three separate groupings to make them a bit easier to process, starting with events. Yes, events, they are happening. This can be a conference that you're going to attend, one that you're currently attending, or one that you're just back from or even fondly remembering. These can be Zoom conferences, in person, full day, half day, and you know what? Even an industry wine and cheese party. Oh, uh, but most certainly award ceremonies. Even if you're not nominated or you don't win, it's interesting to others to know what you're doing. Uh, but especially if you win. And if you're listening, and you know who you are, thank you for the reminder that I need to explicitly say this. 
for the inspiration for this episode. All right. Regarding these events, you can create content around what you thought, who you saw, what you learned, what you wish you learned or saw. How was the lunch? Did they do a stellar coffee and snacks at the break? These things are important. Why not shout out to the organizers, the speakers, the venue, even a specific staff member? But an event doesn't have to be a public one. It could be a really large sale. This is not bragging, by the way. This is sharing so others can be excited for you, so they can see what you sell, so they can want some for themselves. It could be a meeting with a lead or your favorite client. What about your last meeting with a particular client and your satisfaction of having worked through whatever they came to you with? Or a meeting with a new supplier or a new vendor? These are interesting things that can give your audience a chance to see what you have planned or what you value. Events can also be where you are actively participating in something, say if you're speaking somewhere. Even if where you're speaking is your LinkedIn feed, that may be of interest to someone on your email list who didn't know you were active on LinkedIn or didn't know that LinkedIn had the opportunity to even support voice or video. If you're giving a training, participating in a roundtable discussion, if you go live every week on some social media or another, if you are running a marathon, my hat's off to you. But these are all noteworthy things to report on. The second grouping of comment-worthy topics is around the good and the bad, or what annoys you, or makes you happy. What frustrates you versus what fills your heart with contentment, or do I even dare say what fills your heart with joy? Seriously, this can be as straightforward as a magical cup of coffee, a fantastic pen, a new agenda, or a book. Good news could be that you're taking time off, and depending on how often that actually happens, that could fall under the event category too, right? It could be sunshine, or your dog, or whatever just creates that little sigh of, ah. Conversely, you can post what annoys the living daylights out of you. From people not putting the toilet seat down, to the birds eating your strawberries, to having a rotten day. And... This is semi-autobiographical, I'll just tell you that right now. What things do people assume about your profession or your industry that annoy you? What about the jokes they make? Can you call out those jokes and put them to rest? And because this is not a video, I'll tell you I'm putting the word joke in air quotes because often these so-called jokes are at best outdated, not funny, and annoying. And at worst, they're offensive and hurtful. Are you strong enough to point it out? Is there a myth? For example, have you seen the reel currently on Instagram where someone's on their phone and the voice asks, what are you doing? The phone holder says, I'm working. And the voice says, you don't look like you're working. I haven't seen that template used by anyone who is not a social media manager or a social content creator. Now that could also just be my algorithm feeding me what I search too. But my point is that just because someone doesn't look like they're working doesn't mean they aren't. I might look like I'm mindlessly scrolling a social media site, but I'm actually looking at trends and honestly, I'm reviewing content. Because while I see so many wonderfully done articles, videos, carousels, and posts, 
I also see a lot that piddles me off. And that, my friend, is a little case study in how simple that kind of content can be. The third grouping of content topics for today is your thoughts. I know you have them. I think that there is a lot of poor content out there. A lot of people are struggling with their clarity and their messaging. And I make courses and talk in my Facebook group and on this podcast and in my email list about what I see, why I think it's poor, and how we can avoid repeating mistakes, how we can improve. And I say we because half the time I'm saying these things to remind myself too. I am brilliant at giving advice, watching my clients implement it, and being successful with it. I am not fabulous at implementing it myself. So when I talk about things on this podcast, it's often for some type of accountability. But in this instance, it's an example of what I'm talking about. I have thoughts, I create content around them, then I share the content online in various ways and through my email list. You might not work in an industry where there is a lot of movement, development, controversy, legislation, things that make it easier to have capital T thoughts. I mean, it's easier to come up with these thoughts when you're prompted by a major public happening, right? How many political pundits are on social media? At the time of recording, Roe v. Wade just got tossed by the Supreme Court of the United States, and uh, let me tell you, there are a lot of people with thoughts out there. Some are incredibly well stated, clearly thought out, and articulated. These are not all people who want to be thought leaders. Oh, have you heard this phrase? It has really risen out of the knowledge industry or the online business space. I can't seem to find it appearing much before 2020. But basically, a thought leader is someone who has influence, who is the go-to person because of their knowledge and views on a topic. Many of the people I see and hear on, well, everywhere right now in the, the wake of this monumental, heartbreaking, backwards decision are not people who are looking to be recognized as a guru, which is kind of how being a thought leader is being skewed. They're just people with either lived experience or education who are stating their thoughts and experiences. You might not work in law or human rights or medicine, and you don't need to comment on abortion or women's rights or their denial. But because you're in a quieter space or are a quieter person, doesn't mean you don't have thoughts, and it doesn't mean you don't have the right to express them. You have thoughts on how the price of oil is impacting economies or lifestyles. You can have thoughts on the knock-on effects of the late spring chaos at the airports. You can have thoughts about the new beer flavor from your local brewery or the rain. When you're being kept up at night by something, maybe it might be something others are thinking about. It might be something worth getting into community over but it's up to you to express it. It could be you saw something and thought, oh, that is just brilliant. I'd like to point that out and tell people how brilliant that actually was. You can have thoughts about the industry you're actually working in, how you got into it. Would you do anything differently? Would you give advice to your younger self? Or what do you think your older self will look back and wish you knew? We are incredible creatures with our capacity to notice things and think, but maybe we need to become better at expressing them. Obviously, not all of them, but some of them should be out loud thoughts, you know? What I'm trying to tell you in this episode 
is that your computer being slow to start every Monday can be content. What you create acts as, let's say, a magic wand that waves in the air and a picture of you arises out of the shimmer. Nope, I am not fabulous with metaphors, my friend. Pretty sure I've already said in an earlier episode I would never make them up again, but uh, here I am. It's what I'm rolling with. These are not pillars. These are not to be relied on as your go-tos. Every week you must post about an event, something that made you happy or frustrated, and something that you thought. No. These are what you use to create content that informs your audience about you, about your business, about your values, and what it's like to work with you, or buy from you, or use your products. The magic in these content ideas happens when you use them as a piece of your communication strategy, in your content strategy, as something you can weave your messaging into and turn into something that works for you. If you want help with this, you can purchase my Create Your Social Media Content Strategy bundle, which walks you through the system that I use to create a month's worth of strategic, message-driven content for my clients at a time. But if you like a personal approach, stay tuned because I'm working on a bootcamp style six or eight week program where we work through the system together, where we plan out and work on the content ideas, the story, the copy, week by week so that you have your content done. Get on my email list at janicefogarty.com if you want to learn more about this, plus get the behind the scenes information about the podcast or how to implement the ideas that I talk about into your business or your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know anyone who might enjoy this episode, who could use a wee bump in the content generation space, please share this episode with them. A rating or a review also helps bring this independent podcast to new listeners and brings joy to my heart. Oh, and I also post about good reviews, so see, sometimes I do take my own advice. Anyway, thank you, and until next week, my friend, I hope you have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 